Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Oh, it's Bud Pod 154. Well, 154 love my saw. I love my saw. I have yes, I bought a saw. Uh, to chop up a tree. A saw to chop up Once, a tree? I had a Christmas tree in my f- flat in London. Mm. Was it two years ago? And we missed <laughs> we missed the the pickup date for the Christmas trees. Yeah. Like the council was like, you gotta get your Christmas trees out on the on the pavement by sixth of Jan or or you gotta handle it yourself. So I missed it. I didn't put the whole tree out. Yeah. So I had to put it in, in just normal rubbish bags. But that meant I had to chop it up like a body <laughs> into small enough pieces. to. So then I had to go out and buy a saw and I spent like all day sawing sawing a Christmas tree into pieces. With the, um, with the Dexter theme music playing. <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Uh, do, but, do, do, I don't remember. Yes? <laughs> Killing people, but they deserve to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that. that wouldn't be bad, actually. That's that's got the right kind of vibe. Slightly sinister. What is it about classical music that makes things a bit more sinister? Um, I guess that there's no voice. There's no human voice. Yeah, that's nice. To yeah. familiarize yourself to. Um. Yeah, there's no strings. Or they often have strings instruments, and string instruments are eerie because they're essentially a kind of a scratching. They're a yeah, and they inherently a tension, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can feel the hear the tension in the strings. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's making sense. That's making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a flute, a flute isn't very tense. No, it's the sound of springtime, Phil. It's a sound of springtime. It's a sound of your daughter's orchestra practice. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing scary about that. Yeah, flautist. A flautist. Yeah. Do you reckon when a flautist shows off, there are fl- are they f- are they flautists then? <laughs> the flaunting flautist flounces off. <laughs> I like it. The flaunting... The, the flaunting flautist... F- uh, it's hard, as they don't even invented a tongue twister. The flaunting flautist... At last. F- flounces. Yeah, we had a period of we were inventing tongue twisters, and you've invented a new one. A f- flaunting flautist flounces... Flippantly. Fli- the, flaunting, the, the flaunting flautist flounces flippantly, fleeing the fleas. <laughs> It's like warming up yes. in a drama lesson at school. <laughs> um, what were you like in drama lessons, Phil? You liked a bit of old acting as a as a as a as a as a teen, as a child. I don't think I was. I never took drama lessons. No, um, but did you not have a period where they were compulsory? 
No, no. Are they compulsory when you're younger? Yeah. We had uh, drama lessons from sort of 11 to whenever you choose your GCSEs, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. I've heard of this. No, because I only entered the British uh, system yeah. of uh, GCSE. Yes. So in Malaysia, they were like, so, you don't need to act after primary school. You don't need to act. We only want you to act your age. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only acting you do. You're going to act like yeah. a model citizen is what you're going to act like. <laughs> yeah, when I heard of uh, drama lessons, compulsory drama lessons for the first time, I was like, that, this is the decadent West. <laughs> the West is decadent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, a very different attitude, uh, as pointed out by excellent comedian and friend of the podcast, a friend of ours, Garrett Millerick, obviously. Uh, says, mm-hmm. talks about how it's crazy how at school, if you weren't good at sport, there was never any talk of like, oh, but just let him play for this ba- the best team, just to be nice. Um, right. If you weren't good enough, you could go fuck yourself. But if you weren't any good at drama, they'd still let you be in the play. <laughs> yeah, but as a tree or something. Not always, not that's always. The, Sometimes they would just... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this idea of like, oh, well, we're, isn't that, we're trying to give it just because you went to school... Is that not because you went to school on the Isle of Man and eventually they just ran out of kids? <laughs> no, this is this is Garrett's uh, uh, school in the UK. Right, you know. right. But just generally, like, a kind of idea that, like, because it's not seen as cool like football, we just need to make it inclusive and therefore, in some ways, uh, less um, in pursuit of excellence. Whereas football doesn't need to... Football doesn't care if you like it or not. It's just in charge of all the sports, really. Yes, and I suppose you can't. The school can't lose drama. It can't lose a drama with another school. Yeah, there's no jeopardy there. Right? Yeah, that's the main. That's the, they. They can't let just. <laughs> they can't let you and me on the football team, Pierre, because there's an objective outcome at the end of the game. Yeah, that's true, and there's no. Whereas with the drama, yeah, yeah, there's no intra-school. I'm sure there are sort of like reading competitions or whatever the fuck around the place, but. Not in the same way. There's not like a big league or anything like that. You won't get nearly as many I'm red-faced sure. dads. <laughs> I'm sure the Americans have come up with a, a way to make plays competitive, surely. Yes. Like the gr- the great drama bee or something. The, gr- <laughs> the theater bee. <laughs> We're, you, you made, you made theater varsity. Varsity You're in the theater college theater league. Um, do you think? Uh, I'm trying to Google if that's if there's a thing. American uh, theater contests. Well, we know they have like was it Glee? Glee they club have, like, singing contests, right? They have those contests. Yeah, right? with um. Gosh, I mean, acapella groups and and Glee clubs, just the most um. All the kids involved seem to always look like they're from propaganda. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the way they march and smile is like they're in a North Korean parade. Yes, 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 yes. There's a real uh, sinister discipline to the cheerfulness. <laughs> like uh, Tom Cruise. It's like the cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah, although I feel like with cheerleaders, they kind of find people who really aren't just like, Woo! Yeah, like kind of, they have that attitude inherently. 
we're here to support the everyone. Da, 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 da. Whereas I feel like the Glee Club people are like backstage. They're like, you better bring it. Like I think they're <laughs> kind of slightly evil. They feel a bit like villains. Yes, the American High School Theater Festival. Yeah, it wouldn't be festival. Or festival is too. No, I found it. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Oh, it's at the fringe. Like jamboree. Oh, it's at the fringe. Ah, there. There you go. go. They have to come to the UK to have a festival. There would be like theater fight or battle of battle of the troops. (laughs) T R O U P E. (laughs) I can't believe they got a Scotland. Scotland. Day one. I've got the itinerary here, Phil. Your adventure day by day. Do you want to hear about your adventure? So this is the itinerary for the theater festival. What was it again? It's the, what is it? The American High School Theater Festival. Gosh, okay. And they come to Edinburgh to do this. Yeah. Accepted theater groups spend a total of two weeks in the UK performing their own production, attending fringe shows, and touring Scotland and England. (laughs) So, uh, here's, here's your itinerary, Phil. It says, your adventure day by day, right? Ooh, my adventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think day one is? Uh, day one is land and go to the hotel. Uh, think more American. No, not ho- um, Day one is land and high five <laughs> and get a big gulp and go to the motel. <laughs> so day one is start tour. Okay. <laughs> that's a. I think that's a sensible day one activity. Okay, so... Day two, <laughs> start tour. Day one, day one, start tour. Okay. Day two. I think I can guess day two, continue tour. Uh, almost. Uh, hello, London. Okay. Day two, hello, okay. London. What do you think day three hello, says? Hello, London. Um, okay, day three is like, uh, good day, your majesty. Top of the morning to you. They got a bit confused. Day three is enjoy London. Okay. So day two is hello London. When did they? Okay. Day three is enjoy okay, day London. Th- three is enjoy. Okay. Day four is wow London <laughs> with your play. No, Phil. Day four is head to Edinburgh. Okay, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Day five. Enjoy Edinburgh and prepare for fringe. Okay. I- I like the number of enjoy days in this itinerary. There's a lot it's of enjoy kind of days, schedule, and like. there's quite a lot of preparing going on. Mm. Good for them. Mm. Uh, day six, Festival Fringe begins. Day seven, enjoy some performances. More more of our good old friend enjoy. Yep. Day eight, explore Edinburgh. Day nine, fair day. Don't know what that is. Fair day, as in they're going to the fair. Yeah, but what fair? There was a fair in and is there a fair in Edinburgh? The whole thing's a fair, isn't it? That's true. That's true. Maybe that's just code for another enjoy day. Well, day ten is enjoy the. Or maybe it's huh? may. Well, maybe fair day is the day where they they all have to be fair to each other. Yes, they've been very drama kiddy up to that point, sniping and and yeah. You just have to be fair for one day, then the rest of the tour you can be selfish little assholes. On fair day, we like to begin every sentence we say with to be fair. To be fair, it's fair day. And every decision is made with the roll of a die. (laughs) 
So day seven was enjoy. Um, day seven was enjoy some performances, Phil. Day ten is enjoy the performances. The performances. Mm. So we're switching to the definite article here. Enjoy some performances. Explore Edinburgh. Fair day. Enjoy the performances. <laughs> okay. Interesting. D- t- day eleven. Immerse yourself in the experience. I feel like they're just coming up with different ways of saying "be at the Edinburgh Fringe." <laughs> do do some stuff. <laughs> if this, if they were going to a water park, it would day ten. Slip down a slide. Day eleven. Slide down a slippery slope. <laughs> day twelve. Get wet. Get wet. <laughs> day thirteen. Get quite wet. Day 14, splish, splosh. (laughs) So day 11, immerse yourself in the experience. Day 12, get ready to perform. Oh, not not get ready. They're really sort of... There's a lot of build-up for these kids. Yeah, it's like a human sacrifice. So day 12 is get ready to perform, and then day 13 is final performance. No, what? I don't really know how that's happened. So it's one... What? They do one show. Day 14, return home. What? Wait. No. Wait. When they say enjoy the performances, are they speaking about their own performances? They're doing both, apparently. Gosh. Okay. So so throughout this whole time when they've been enjoying the fringe and immersing themselves in the experience yeah. and, and, and enjoying the some performances... They have also at the same time been performing themselves. Is that what we are to... Uh, they seem to be doing about assume. two or three performances themselves, Phil. Uh, one of which will be on the Royal Mile, which, as we all know, will be revolting. That's terrible. That's, I think that counts as child cruelty. Making teenagers, joyful, hopeful American teens, come to Edinburgh and jig around on the Royal Mile. It's, uh, we thought that maybe COVID would be a new world. <laughs> I kind of think it would be over with, but no, it's all back on. And um, some of you may notice that here in the palace, there is um, a little room just off here. If you look there, that's not actually a window. That's a sort of um, um, a hatch. And and in the sort of time we're talking about where this was frequently uh, occupied by a royal, that hatch was used by the groomsmen of the bedchamber, um, to climb into this room from their chamber, um, which of course was just uh, <clears throat> attached, and uh, they were the most trusted, um, noble, intelligent people in the kingdom, and as a result, they were elevated to groomsmen of the chamber, and their job was to ensure that the king or queen uh, and their partner or uh, mistress, in some cases, I'm afraid, uh, cover your ears. Um, as I said, uh, would be able to perform the sexual act uh, because, of course, there was nothing more important than an heir and even an illegitimate heir was better than no heir at all. And so they'd come out and what would happen is, um, and we know this from from various etchings, they'd prop up uh, the king, who would be completely floppy at this point, exhausted, in every sense, I mean, exhausted from a long day of beating horses, beating dogs, uh, beating the lower classes. His arms would have been unusable. His legs 
um, stretched wide by the sheer width of some of those horses. And they would prop him up. Um, there would be enough to sort of puppeteer him. And they would do their best to sort of create a facsimile of sexual uh, thrusting. Um, and just sort of generally do their best, not only to maintain uh, the king's uh, <clears throat> excitement, shall we say, of his uh, scepter, uh, but to maintain the movement, if you imagine a, um, if you imagine a sort of, um, well, a scarecrow, I suppose, sort of meaty scarecrow, just flopping around, being pushed in and out, uh, sort of thwapping, thwapping against the uh, the bare buttocks of a an, an Austrian an Austrian princess who's been who's been sent here for this better days. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Will you be dropping by the Fring? Um, I think I might be, Pierre. Uh, uh, watch this space. Ooh. That's all I'm saying. Watch this space. What I can say, though, is uh, to any of our American pod buds, I have just announced my little itty-bitty America tour. Yes. I'll be in America at the end of uh, mid-April to the start of May. Have a look on my Insta and my Twitter. I have a few dates Traveling through the country, see if I'm coming near you. Would be lovely to have some pod buds in. So do check it out. The tickets are available on my website. Hey, it's on your website. If you don't, if you if you don't feel too alienated by Phil's um, criticism of your high school attitudes to drama, Phil's coming to bring mm-hmm. you a little drama of his own. Um, shall, shall I read through the the places I'm going, and we can discuss our impressions of what they are? Yes, please. Like, because a lot of these I've never been to before at all. So, on 21st of April, I land... uh, Well, first show is in New York. Hey, we all know New York. New York City. And beyond stage, I'll be going, Hey, I'm gigging here! If someone tries to run me over with a car. Or heckle. Or heckle. Hey, I'm I'm performing here! Hey, you heckle your mother with that mouth? And everyone will go, Whoa! (laughs) And then, the next stop is... 
Just Virginia, Arlington, Virginia. Historic. Ooh, you're going to perform to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Is that where that is? In the Arlington National Cemetery, yes, I've been there. I think that would be highly disrespectful. Unless he laughed. Ah, you're thinking of the laughing policeman. Am I? (laughs) There's a tomb of the unknown soldier and the laughing policeman. (laughs) Uh, That's like... um, I'm at the Arlington... I'm at the Arlington Draft House. Oh, I didn't. I always thought Arlington was basically just the cemetery, but of course, I guess there must be a town. Oh no! Oh God! I've I've not booked these myself. <laughs> Arlington Draft House. Okay. Um, what do you think Arlington would be like? It's in Virginia, but it's not that far from like DC and the sort of more central, touristy, internationally bits. Um, I've I've no idea. I have no idea. All I all I picture when I think of Virginia is like tobacco. Yeah, maybe that's, they'll, they'll that's just be tobaccos big, from big bowls of tobacco around the bars for people to eat, help themselves it's, like peanuts. <laughs> just chewing tobacco in bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you're gonna if you nail the gig, they all stand up and and it's a standing ovation, but they all go like like spit at your at a big bucket at your feet, and they doing 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 like is the. <laughs> Uh, then I'm going to Minneapolis. I'm going to Minneapolis, performing at the Acme Comedy Company, which is such a wonderfully American Acme, like in the cartoons. Phil, if cartoons have taught me anything, you're going to get crushed by an anvil on stage. A <laughs> big anvil's going to drop on me, and then it'll smack on my head, and then it'll fall off, and then I'll be flat. Yeah, and then a big bump on my head will go boink, boink, it'll pop out. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, I mean, if you're unlucky, you'll be an accordion when you walk around. <laughs> you know. Then I'm then I'm in San Francisco. But wait, what do we think Minneapolis is going to be like though? It's Midwest, isn't it? Oh, I actually missed one. Yeah, I missed one here. Minneapolis, yeah. I don't know. I'm in I'm in Minneapolis for a while. I'm I'm doing a, a a few days in Minneapolis. Yeah, I have no idea. Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I'm looking for I'll be looking forward to that Minnesota accent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like Fargo. Oh yeah, that's good. That's funny. This kid's funny. Oh, he's this a real Asian guy. He's he's a hoot. Yeah, I was gonna say this guy's a real hoot. <laughs> I was a I was a hootin' and a hollerin'. I I tell you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. It'll be great. You'll come out and do a gag, and some at the front row will go, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> and they'll all be dressed in like Fargo jumpers, and they'll all have complex backstories, and be mainly highly competent. Frequently underrated female policeman. Yes, yes. A lady policeman uh, is a main feature of Fargo. A highly competent, but also very uh, humble. Yeah. And a homely female policeman. Yes. Or policewoman. Uh, and then I'm off to Portland. Um, I think Oregon. Oh. Uh, the Helium, Com- Helium Comedy Club. Dude, Portland's where the hipster revolution is began and yeah. continues. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope I'm cool enough for Portland. I don't know, man. You I better... They, don't all wedgie- they might wedgie me. Why are they all wedging me while I'm on stage? If if at any point they, they're cooler than you, you need to retreat into your Britishness. Yes. And just to talk about um, the NHS, just keep mentioning the NHS. Yes, yes, yes. Just talk about how you're not bankrupt because of being ill. Um, and if they and say they'll like... they'll start clicking. They'll start clicking at me in appreciation. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep talking about that kind of thing. And then if any of them are much, much cooler than you and you feel lame, just say something like sort of, oh, uh, um, oh, goodness gracious, or heavens, or something a bit English. And they'll go, ah, <laughs> how charming. They'll find you inherently charming, maybe. You better polish up on your irony, though. Oh, yeah. And my eye rolls. I need to do some eye rolling exercises. Yeah. So uh, and you need to practice that... going into a bar and going, Is this has this bar got, like, a theme? <laughs> uh, after that, I'm in San Francisco, which is uh, where all the audience will be cyborgs because of the technology is there. Oh, yes. They will be... They will Computer be, people. They'll be cyborgs, right? Um, yeah. They'll be cyborgs. Dirty Harry, I think. Okay. In San Francisco. And just a very, very uh, notorious gay pride parade. Yes. And of an excellent Chinatown. A legendary Chinatown. Oh, yes, of course. Well, that's quite an audience yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, that's my market. Yeah. Spot on. You can get Dirty Harry to do security, maybe. <laughs> dirty security? Dirty security. Dirty Harry. I only do dirty security. Will that be all right? <laughs> um, which uh, are you looking forward to most, if that's all of them? Oh, there's a few more. I'll oh, okay. quickly rattle through them. San Jose. Ooh, uh, cowboys. Uh, 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 yeah, cowboys and uh, philium. Um, Spokane in Washington State there was a lot of confusion Ooh. about whether I was going to Washington State or Washington DC it is Washington State oh yeah then LA ever heard of it <gasps> I'm doing the Netflix comedy festival in LA Los Angeles and then off to another San San Diego and then Irvine finishing in Irvine Ooh. California Ooh. um when you're in San Diego, make sure to make a lot of uh, Ron Burgundy references to the other comedians. They'll love it. Of course, of course. They'll go, oh my That's God, you've seen that movie? We love that movie. And they'll hug you and kiss you. We thought that was only a San Diego movie. <laughs> and there'll be a big statue of him in the comedy club, the fictional character Ron Burgundy. and Um... Just that and uh, Borat references. Just really lean on those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's my big American trip. I'm quite scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> but it'll be. I think it'll be all right. Which place seems the most scary to you? Because I know which one seems the most scary to me. Um, well, I don't uh, alienate anyone by calling their place... The scariest. Yeah, but if they're American, maybe, maybe they'll be like, oh, and then they'll bring you a pecan pie. That's true. I mean, San Jose, that just, that sounds like the Wild West to me. Yeah. That, yeah. That does sound like, that, that sounds like I'm gonna be doing my gig and then some saloon doors will swing open. Poof, and it'll be like the, the quickest heckler in town. <laughs> that guy's got the quickest tongue in the West. <laughs> and then like he does this flipping, like, you know how they spin their revolvers around? He does that with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, he takes off his hat and throws it into the air and heckles it. And it's devastated. 
It just blows into pieces. Yeah. He throws it in the air and he just goes, nice hat. And he's... Uh, they say he heckled that a man from, before he was mama? even in town. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, what um, were you saying? No, I just like I, I was just thinking of ways for him to heckle his own hat and just saying, Where, "Where's your leather from? Your grandmama's back?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it just explodes. And it's so quick, and it's it's so quick you can hardly make it out, even though it's quite clever. He really rushes the sentence, <laughs> so it's like uh, so it's like a ten gallon hat, and he, the heckle is like uh, the only thing that's ever held is ten gallons of idiot or something, right? But he's like throws it up in the air, and he's like the only thing I ever had ten gallon of idiot. And everyone's like, People like, what? And like what? old ladies are closing the shutters on their house and stuff. Someone stops playing the piano. <laughs> oh, don't pay him no mind. <laughs> That's when you um uh, you have to go and hold your hat <laughs> in between your two hands and all humbly and beg him not to heckle you. <laughs> I, I don't want no trouble, mister. <laughs> and then he goes to shake your hand and a load of really good pre-prepared heckles come out of his sleeve and everyone goes, he's cheating! And they all start shooting at him. <laughs> they all start heckling him, and he's. So that would be a very funny, like a, a bar fight in a western, and people swinging from the chandeliers and stuff. But they're all just zinging each other, completely verbal. <laughs> the the cowboy era is an interesting one, right? Because like, what isn't like ninety nine percent of it completely fabricated? Like, how much of it actually happened the way we think? I mean, it did. There were. You know, so cowboys and there was like Billy the Kid and all that and US Marshals and bounty hunts and whatever and frontier towns. Like, that all happened. It's just that it wasn't like... Mm. Picturesque. Yeah, I feel... It wasn't always well shot. It wasn't always so well shot. Uh, Towns were more often big enough for both men. (laughs) 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 Um, it wasn't just the good, the bad, and the ugly. There was also like yeah, a normal guy and, a, and an accountant, and yeah, um, probably still quite a lot of brothels though, because a frontier town where everyone just works in a mine or something. There's gonna, there's gonna be a brothel there. Oh, there'll be brothels. Believe you me, <laughs> it must have been. It must have been horrible. Yeah, it must have been awful. No thanks, that's all I'm saying. Everything in cowboy movies looks like it has a thin layer of sand on it, and everyone looks sweaty. Yeah, it's really unpleasant. Mm. I've And my my experience of the Wild West um, is limited to that of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, but I feel like it was pretty accurate, actually, and pretty authentic. And there were nice moments living in the West in Red Dead Redemption 2, but there are also moments when... I was scared, yeah. and I was sad, and I was lonely, and I felt dirty. Yeah? What did you call your horse? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. What did I call my horse? This is the kind of thing they're going to ask call- you on stage in San Jose, Phil. Oh, shit, in San Jose, and I won't have an answer. What's your horse's name? I called... Uh, I, uh, 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 Nightspeed. <laughs> Boo! 
It's going to be a disaster. That's a good name for a horse. What did you name your horse? I can't remember what I named my horse. I never played it. You never played Red Dead Redemption 2? No, I never, never did. Never what? did. Are you serious? Yeah. It's one of the one of the big open world games where when it was popular, I was just like, you know what, right now. It's too big. It's, gonna, it's too big. I, I can't dive into the, the, the enormous world of the Wild West. I'm, uh, I'm a city slicker. <laughs> it, it is it is spectacular i mean if only to appreciate the technical mastery of it is is worth it worth the price of admission it's one of the most praised games i've ever like in, in terms of our social circle it's just extraordinary and yeah you just think how many coders were abused making this game how many programmers didn't see their families for six months oh yeah because this is extraordinary and their sacrifice was worth it as far as i'm concerned i think so i think that they you know they didn't see their family but but the horse has eyelashes the horse poops what yeah the horses poop no. they poop yeah you leave them hanging around and eventually they just go <laughs> And I swear. Does it eat? It eats the poop, yeah. <laughs> it then eats the poop. Ah, uh, yes, the coprophiliac horse achievement. <laughs> Actually, no, it'd be coprophage, wouldn't it? Coprophagic. Coprophage. Phage mm. means eat. Phage means eat, Phil, and don't you forget it. Um, like the the you clock to, outside your college yeah. in Cambridge. Yes, the chronophage, time eater. Yeah. But you better watch out, Phil. Get your horse's name set up in your mind, or in San Jose they're going to fade you alive. Get your horse in order. That's what they say in San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get your horses in order. That's right. Get, get, get. A horse divided cannot stand. That's another thing they say. <laughs> Uh, uh. Um, so, shall we do some correspondence? Oh, yours. Ring, letters, emails, emails, phone Correspondence. Let's dance with a correspondence. Let's have a correspond dance. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Oh, you? <laughs> um, okay, so let me see. Ooh, uh, we had Tales from Siberia. I remember that. The Frozen Poops. That was good. It was on our bonus pod, non-patrons, if you want to hear. No, it was on the main the one. Great missive from... Oh, yeah. In our bonus pod, we were set in the Siberian... Uh, service station so if you want to hear that then get on our patreon baby oh maybe i did put it on the patreon oh maybe I, and i shouldn't have oh god i'm sorry rose i'm got confused well well whatever i think what's important here is join our Patreon. yes it is what's important um here phil is an email from uh someone called evan who which the email was so gross that i skipped it embarrassedly when we did our <laughs> Crossover podcast with nobody panic. <laughs> you couldn't let Stevie and Tessa 
hear this. No, I thought if this is what I think, I give the impression to Stevie and Tessa, we relish weekly. <laughs> They're just gonna because it's because I tell you what the, the thing is, it's a good story from Evan. That's why I'm going to read it out. But right, it's light on magic. I'll say that. I'd say it's light on magic. Some of our stories have a certain magic to them. A few surprises in there. Twists and turns. Yes, this one is just pure cack, is it? Yeah, it's pretty pure. And there's a kind of... It's it's like... it's. I'd say it's like the John Wick of Pooh stories. It's just in there. It's all action. Right. In and, yep, in and yep. out. Done. It does what it does very well. But if you're looking for anything else, you won't be satisfied. Exactly. So... You won't be happy, yeah. Yeah. So, Evan says, uh, Hello, genital men. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's some, it's, it's impressive that that hasn't come up already, actually. Yeah. For the last year or so, genital I have been tuning into the pod and now I listen every week. Recently, I decided to explain the correspondence slash poo story segment of the podcast to my family after a Sunday dinner. Oh, no. And pointed out that, sadly, I do not yet have any notable poo-related incidents. <laughs> I like the idea of their family, his family being really supportive about it. Well, well go on, son. Well, you try harder. You can do it. Yeah, he's, he's got like a really like charming nine-year-old, much like younger do- uh, sister. I think you can do it, Evan. You'll show yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. Or like, uh, as he was eating Sunday dinner, he he sort of sighed and they said, is it okay? And he went... It's lovely to have Sunday dinner as a family, but I wonder if I'll ever shit myself. <laughs> and then the mother just like lowers her brow in a very sympathetic manner and reaches over and holds his hand. <laughs> oh, darling, of course you will. I undercooked this bird. <laughs> Did you, Mama? Oh, thank you. You always know how to cheer me up. As she goes over to, as he goes over to hug her, thank you. I, I like this family that we've made up. They're disgusting, but they're very wholesome as well. Anyway, anyway. So Evan says he sa- he says he doesn't sa- he says sadly I don't have one of these yet. These stories. He continues. Luckily for me, my dad has been able to provide me with an excellent chronicle of his own. Oh, good. The sins of the father. My father's chronicle. Mm. Which took place when he was a student at university. His mishap was along the following lines. You know, harp noise. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe some 60s music, I'm guessing. Oh, he'd be very old. It's the, the 60s. time dum, 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 yeah. dum, of the seas. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> bum, bum. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some old music. <laughs> Upon his departure from a boozy night out in a club in Nottingham. Lovely. Uh, Upon his departure from a boozy night out in a club in Nottingham, my dad stumbled to the floor. And had the misfortune of planting his hand into a fresh heap of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a sense of magic to this fear. Well, There's like, <laughs> well, hold on. Only because I'm I'm hearing I'm seeing the whole thing through a sort of seventies Vaseline sheen. 
Yeah, as as he stumbles into the dog shed, he's wearing a, a paisley shirt and like yellow sunglasses. Yeah. And he says, oh, that's not groovy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he had the misfortune of planting his hand into a fresh heap of dog shit. This was going to cause him problems. That's fair. I can imagine, yeah. The poo was all over his hand and the smell was ripe. What he ripe. needed was somewhere to clean his hand so he could continue his night out with his pals. Right? Yes, yep, yep, yep. But the club had now closed its doors, and finding another open establishment at that hour of the night would be near impossible. Ugh. Especially with a poop hand. Oh. Is there a river? There's a river in Nottingham. In an attempt to clean himself, he desperately wiped his soiled fingers against the pavement. Scraping. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start, yeah. Literally scraping, yeah. But this had little to no effect. Wow. He was running out of options. But he hadn't ran out completely. For the past few minutes, a wee had been brewing in his bladder. Oh my yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is back when men were resourceful. Yeah, he's the MacGyver. When men were men. And they fixed their own problems. There was a time in this country where men fixed their problems with piss. <laughs> their own piss. Not someone else's piss handed to them. Their own. Or the government's piss. <laughs> Demanding free piss. He lived by the sweat of his brow and the stream of his piss. <laughs> a real man. So, a wee's brewing. He would need to piss in the next little while. It was at this moment that his grand idea came to him. In case you haven't already guessed it, the man used his own piss to clean dog shit off his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You, know you know what makes me... That reminds me of... You know when you spill red wine on a carpet? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then people are like, you have to spill white wine on it now to get rid of it? <laughs> I think that's true because if you were at a dinner party, right, and yeah, you were some for some reason you were um, nude from the waist down, like um, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> and you just did a big shit, and you, people would go, "Oh, oh my god!" And you go, "No, no, 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 no hang on, me face," and then you just do a piss on it, and it would be, be fine. <laughs> You'd say, this is an old trick my <laughs> grandmother taught me. And you'd piss directly onto I like the you, shit. I like you just shitting on the floor, just straight dumb like that. People going, oh my god, and you straight away going, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 I can fix Instantly. it. Instantly. Or just, it, like, you knew they were going to say, I knew you were going to say this. No, 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 no. I knew you were going to make a de- big deal out of this. No, no, I did it. I'll clean it up. And just start pissing on it. <laughs> there we go. Um... Yes, he's he's using piss to clean dog shit of his own hand, which is the sentence I didn't want to say into the face of Stevie and Tessa. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's patronizing. Um, the the think... story we told them still had someone shitting himself in it. Yeah, but this one is, and because it's because uh, it's dog shit as well. That it's just it's so much. I think it's worse because it's so horrible and smelly it's and disgusting. Acrid. What's what's up with? What what are dogs eating? This is good. This will be good in San Jose. <laughs> What's the deal with dog shit? 
Yeah, I think I think, and also considering it was a recording for comic relief. Yeah, I think if you if you'd done the story, comic relief would have just gone. Ah, we just won't have the donations. <laughs> I'd say I'd rather tell the children no myself <laughs> than put this out there with my stamp on it. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's cleaning dog shit off his hand with his own piss. He never disclosed the effectiveness of his solution, so one can only ponder as to how well it works. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was the end of the story, so... Um, well, that's it. It, mu- just... it must have been... It's better than nothing. Yeah. As I enter my second year at university, I will be keeping this handy life hack in the back of my mind in case I ever need to use it myself, but I sincerely hope that day never comes. Yeah. Yes. I imagine when the father told him the story, he grabbed him by the shoulders and, and said... I'm telling you this so you don't make the same mistake, boy. <laughs> Please, boy, learn from my mistakes. <laughs> and he looks over on his, onto his shoulder and his dad's hand still has shit under the fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I there are some dad. smells you can never wipe off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't want you to live the life I've lived. Um... Stay fresh and Koji from Evan. That's very nice, Evan. Thank you. Very um, thank you, Evan. The brutality to that story. Yeah, it's good and also nice to have like something set in the seventies. I'll guess. Well, if he's in his second year at uni, it's probably more. Like, oh, second. Oh, uni. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. If he's in his second year 80s. at uni, that means that we're talking eighties. Okay, so be more like. Um, I'm looking up hits from like 1982. Shit on my hand. Eye of the tiger. And everywhere's closed. I can't go to wash it off. So I better pee on it with my penis. Washing away. I'll be I'll be telling this to my son someday. Piss on, on me. me. <laughs> yes, very good, very good. Very nice. That was absolutely fluent. It's beautiful. Gracious. Um, Hot in the City by Billy Idol. That kind of works too. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the songs from 1982 are pretty. Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. Sure. I mean, that's perfect. Rock the Casbah by The Clash. Good song. Cracking. Song. You have always been a Rock the Casbah fan. I'm, I'm a Rock the Casbah fiend. Yeah. You can't get enough of that hot tune. You can't get enough of it. I can't. Um, I can't. Uh, uh, we've only got a few minutes left, but interesting update. Phil, um, every fucker no longer goes to McDonald's. It's a Patreon <laughs> reference. Um, so apologies for anyone who's not on the Patreon, but... Uh, there is now uh, all the McDonald's in Russia are shutting. Yes, I saw McDonald's is quite late to the um, sanctioned party, right? Well, Ronald has always been very close to Putin. Yes. I mean, that that hair is red for a reason. Let's just say no one knows where Ronald was when Kennedy was shot. <laughs> Yes, Ronald McDonald or Ronald McDonaldov. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Ronald Ronaldovich. Um, 
There wasn't a second gunman, Phil, but there might have been a second gun clown. <laughs> <laughs> a second gun clown. That's how you say gun clown. It's pronounced gun clown. <laughs> Reports are just reaching us of a rampaging gun clown. Um, <laughs> but they're still paying the employees, which is pretty cool. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's uh, a nice I wonder combo. how many Mac- McDonald's there are in Russia. I imagine a few. There's got to be bloody loads, isn't there? There's got to be loads. Wasn't that like when when McDonald's first opened Russia? What after the wall came down? I guess right. And mm. they were just. Oh no! It would have been. What's the period of slight opening up? Is that Glasnost? Glasnost and and. Perestroika, but yeah, Glasnost. Openness, I think. Glasnost. I can remember my yeah, yeah, yeah. form history. And there were just like queues and queues and queues around the block. From um, McDonald's. Oh, and Phil, you have been nominated for an award today. Have I? Yes, a total award, the biggest. Have I? Yes. I don't know this. Uh, your what, book what, what? is nominated for Best Comedy Book. Oh, that's something. That's nice. It's between you. Thank you, Chortle. Yeah. It's between you, Bob Mortimer, Gina Yashere, or is it Yashery? Yashery, Yashery, yeah. and Tim Key. So, well, I'm not winning, <laughs> but it's nice to be nommed. Come on, listeners, get on nice to, to chortle.co.uk and spam them votes. Two engineers in that category. Is that? Yeah, Gina Yashery was an engineer. Was she? She's a yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh, worked wow. on construction. Oh wow! Yeah. Gosh, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys are sneaky. Sneaky NG. You're sneaky NG. <laughs> um. Well, that's nice, nice news to end the pod on. Yeah, very nice. And I'm an award nominee, everybody, at last. Now you'll take me seriously, Pierre. Uh, yeah. Things are about to change around this podcast. <laughs> Things are about to change around here now that you've been nominated. Um. Yes. So, okay, great. Right. Well, time to go to Patreon. Yes, yes. Um, yes, see you in the Patreon bonus part. See you in the bonus Much part. love, everybody. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.